Hi there. Welcome to Take the Stage, the podcast for speakers on the speaking life. We're going to dive into what it means to run a speaker business, how to get booked, how to keep your records, how to create messages that matter and make a difference. I'm Mary Snyder. I'm your host. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm here to help you take the stage. Hey there. How are you? I am so excited to be coming to you today. I have so much fun coming in this episode. This is what I've been looking forward to. Just been pondering and studying and and thinking about how I would share this with you. But before we dive into that, let's talk about two things. You know what I'm going to say. Are you on the email list? I have a free resource for you over there. It is Master Your Message Checklist. Easy peasy. It is a checklist that you use when you create a message. You want this because you can use this now. You can use it in the future. You can use it for your next message. You can use it for your current message. Go to takethestagepodcast.com. Look at that top banner. It says resources. The very first one is the Master Your Message resource. And even if you're on my email list, if you click on that, put your name and email address, it is going to shoot you that email for Master Your Message Checklist. And in that email that you're going to get, you're going to find out about the Master Your Message mini course. That is only $97 right now. Still, I'm going to keep it at $97 for a few more weeks but only at $97, regular $297. And that is a easy mini course. It is, well, I said it was easy. That's not fair. No message development is easy. It is a clear path to mastering your message, not an easy path because messages aren't easy. But When you go to that free resource, that checklist, you're going to get an email and it's going to have a link in that email and you can go directly to get the $97 course. And also we're going to have a link to that course here in the show notes. So we're going to make it easy peasy for you. Okay, let's talk about today. Today, we're talking about your story your story. What is your story? And why story? Why can't you just stand up and preach, teach? Well, you can. I'm not saying you can't. But story is what moves people to action. Story is what the Bible is made up of. Think about scripture. Think about how God communicates with us. It's through story. How did Jesus talk? He thought through the parables. The parables are stories. We love stories. How do we teach our children? We teach them with stories. How do we communicate with those who came before us? It's through story. I loved sitting at the table with my aunt and my mom as a little girl And they would sit there. My aunt was a cigarette smoker. So even to this day, I can smell the cigarette smoke. Ashtray full of cigarette butts. She's got a cup of coffee. My mom is sitting across from her. We're at that Formica dining room set. Go with me there. They've got their feet propped up. 
They have these wonderful scarves wrapped around their head, chiffon scarves, because they're keeping their hairdos just so. And they've got these adorable pedicured feet. Now, they didn't go get fancy pedicures, y'all. They just did their own. But we're sitting there. They're propped up. They've got their coffee cup in one hand and no Yeti, nothing like that. They're sipping out of just old school coffee cups. They've got a coffee pot between them that's plugged up. It's a percolator and it's late at night and they're sipping coffee. And my aunt's smoking one Salem light after the other. She was a menthol smoker. I can still smell it. And they're telling stories. They're telling stories of old boyfriends, and I'm sitting there just drinking it in. I loved hearing those stories. And to this day, I remember those stories. I remember the stories of Miss Adkins. Miss Adkins was a large woman, and I know this because my, my mother and aunt would consistently say, my Lord, that is larger than Miss Adkins. And and I would say, well, who is Miss Adkins? And they would just look at each other and laugh. And then they would tell stories of old boyfriends. And they would talk about Billy Ray. And then talk about their friend, Bobby Sue. Everyone has two names in the South. My mother's name was Mary Frances. And one of her sisters, the one that was sitting there smoking with us, was Edna May. And then there was Sarah Pearl and Deborah Diane. And those girls, when they would get together... Oh, my, the stories. We love story. I just painted a picture for you. A kitchen with a percolator sitting on the table. It's white with blue paint on it, ceramic. You can smell the coffee and the cigarette smoke. And two women, probably in their late 30s, feet propped up, toes painted pink telling stories. Because you see, my aunt lived in California, which is where I was born. My mom and dad had moved back to Alabama. So every summer, my aunt would come and spend a couple of months with us. Oh, and we loved that. And there were late nights and lots of coffee drinking. My aunt smoked a lot of cigarettes. It was probably really unhealthy for us. But, you know, we didn't really know secondhand smoke back then. But the stories... So what is your story? And how do you paint that picture? Are you using all the senses to bring people into your story? Let's talk about that. Think about the story I just told. We're at the Formica table. Not just a table, a Formica table. Their feet are propped up. Not just sitting They're holding coffee cups. You can smell the coffee. The white ceramic percolator is sitting on the table between them and an ashtray full of ashes and cigarette butts. As my aunt talks with a cigarette in one hand and a cup of coffee in the other, and that cigarette is flying because she is a hand talker. Can you see it? Can you smell it? Ugh. But are you there? in that story. That's what I want you to do with your story. I want you to bring people into the story. Let them know what's going on around you. I was standing in a room 
everything is pitch black. I can't see my hand in front of my face. And all of a sudden, a bright light is right in my eyes and I am completely blinded and someone touches my shoulder. I scream at the top of my lungs. Is your heart beating just a little bit faster? Were you with me in the dark room? You couldn't see anything and then a bright light? Now that was just an off-the-cuff story that I told, but I want you to think about all your five senses. What you hear, what you taste, what you smell, and what you feel. You know, I have a story, and if you've been here for a while, you've heard it many times, me talk about the aneurysm and how I found out driving through traffic. And recently, I was processing that. I was getting ready to tell that story and use that in a message. And I thought, you know, I talk about it, and I talk about the fact that I'm sitting in traffic in Franklin, Tennessee, in a place where there are more people than there should be. And I get this message. It's actually a phone call. Miss Snyder, you have a brain aneurysm. We need you to come in tomorrow to discuss surgery options. And I'm stunned at that point. Just stunned. But I never talk about how I truly feel. I talk about how everything seemed to stop. The traffic that I was sitting in stood still. The world just seemed to pause at that moment. But I never talk about how I felt. I was stunned. I do say I didn't even know how to spell the word aneurysm, which is true. I did not know how to spell it. I can spell it now. But in your story, how do you feel? Because when you open your story and you open it in the middle of the action, Right when it's happening, maybe I'm standing in a hospital room. There's a doctor in front of me and the words are coming out of his mouth that I cannot process and not just cannot process. I do not want to process. I want to run. I want to scream. I want everyone to stop talking at me. And if I were being honest, when I got that phone call, I wanted everything to go back. I did not have time or energy. I didn't want to deal with this. This was not the plan. So not only was I shocked, I was angry. And I don't know that I have admitted that until just recently, but I was angry. Stunned and angry, but angry nonetheless. So let's talk about your story. A lot of people tell me, well, you know, I don't like to tell my story. That's fine. You don't have to tell your whole story, particularly if you have a very hard story or you're still in the midst of the story. Maybe you're just telling a portion of it. Maybe you're just telling part of it. I taught for a long time about a group of girlfriends and then something happened. And the seven of us became six. And I learned a lot about one of those girlfriends that to this day still devastates me. Now, have I told that whole story? No. Will I tell that whole story? Probably not. 
but I can tell enough of it that it will impact someone. I can talk about what betrayal feels like. I can talk about learning the truth. I can talk about the warning signs in friendship without trauma dumping on someone. And yes, that is a term, trauma dumping. Because when we live through something traumatic, and that was a loss of a friendship. A lot of people go, that's not traumatic. It was traumatic in the moment. It was as traumatic in the moment as finding out I had an aneurysm was. I know you're thinking that's nuts. But I can tell that story and I can tell it with all the senses, sight, what I hear, what I see, what I taste, how I feel, because how we feel matters and our stories matter. So as you work on your message, and I know you have been because I've heard from so many of you, I want you to think about what is my story? How can I tell it in such a way that brings people in? Because you want to bring them into your story and then connect them to your story. And we've talked about that. The me part of your story to the we part of your story. And then you want to go to the transformation part of your story. So I've talked a lot about the aneurysm and what God did in my life then. But let's talk about the betrayal and how God used that. Wow. That was one of the hardest lessons I have ever learned in my life. And I learned that I have to trust people. But I have to trust them wisely. And I have to pay attention to good counsel, wise counsel. And I have to keep my eyes wide open and I have to look to Jesus first, not to a human being. That's all I'll say about that. But what is your story? How is God using your story? Keep crafting, keep working, keep doing this. The world needs your message. The world needs to hear your story. It matters. All right. You have a great rest of your day. Bye for now. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you will find links in the show notes, and those can be found wherever you're listening to this or at takethestagepodcast.com. I'm Mary R. Snyder, and as always, I am here to help you craft a message that matters and take that message to the stage. Until next week, have a good one.